Welcome to Get With IT, a podcast by IT Ops Times. The host today is Dave Rubenstein, Editor-in-Chief of IT Ops Times. So with me is Trent Allgood. He's Regional Vice President of ITAM at a company called Software One. Welcome, Trent. How are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Good. So what we're going to want to be talking about today, of course, is uh, bloated IT infrastructures, the amount of technical debt that's uh, ballooning, uh, you know, what happened with the hangover from working from home. Uh, and um, we wanted to talk about the uh, ITAM and ITOM uh, frameworks. And, and maybe that's a good place to start. Uh, you know, maybe you can uh, dive into that a little bit, explain to our listeners who might not be aware of what those things are and, uh, and then move forward. Yeah, um, I really can't take for granted that anyone is deeply familiar with ITAM or IT asset management uh, or even ITOM, IT operations management. So we'll, we'll start on the ITAM side of the house. Uh, it is not the most well-known or discussed discipline, but what it is doing is it's looking at you know, IT hardware, software, cloud resources, not through the lens like something like an IT service or functional aspects, but it's really looking at them as assets, something that has value to the organization. So when we look at a laptop, a server blade, a SQL server installation, or something like an Adobe subscription, what we really see are dollar signs. You know, these things have value to the organization, but they also cost money. So we're the ones who are tracking those costs, making sure that every dollar that's spent is done so intentionally and optimally. And usually if you're thinking about ITAM, you're thinking about you know, the individuals who know all of the ridiculously complex licensing rules that publishers have set up and are able to say, okay, hey, you know, this is what we've actually spent uh, or oh, more than a million dollars here because we've you know, not considered these licensing implications for these technical decisions we've made. So that's sort of the, the ITAM side of the house. Um, but ITOM is about the you know, technical um, means that goes into operating IT. And actually, I think it's, the most confusion comes and discussion comes between ITOM and ITSM. So ITSM, probably better known um, and people are more familiar with, but it's about managing, delivering the IT services to meet the needs of an organization and its users. Whereas ITOM, IT operations management, is again focused on those technical aspects of managing the IT systems infrastructure. And there may be a little bit of a religious war on this topic. We'll get into too far into that in terms of which is a subset of the other, just an overlap. Um, but I think the main distinction that's helpful for me is, you know, ITSM is usually the end user pieces that they're seeing. You know, if I request a piece of software. Um, I'm selecting it from a catalog. I get a ticket that has a priority and SLA assign. Have communications arrive when it's deployed and tickets completed. That's sort of the ITSM piece that's visible to me as an end user. Whereas ITOM is really about the automation in the background that made all that happen. The actual packaging and deployment technologies, workflow automations, and maybe the monitoring performance of that software after the fact for capacity and resource planning. So high level... ITAM, ITOM. Wish there was an easier way to go through and explain that, but I think it's yep. an important basis to have for understanding. Oh, absolutely. I, I think you uh, you nailed that right on the head. It was uh, very digestible, as they say. All right. So, <laughs> so now that we have those definitions, so uh, you know we're we're kind of looking at 
uh, all of the pressures that are going on with these IT infrastructures and especially people who are working, you know, in, in the cloud and, and just, you know, you know, just uh, putting up instances and, and not taking them down. And, and we all know about the cloud cost overruns and how that can build and go crazy. So is, is what, what we're talking about here are these, these practices, are they, uh, able to address those types of issues because uh, I know we we talked uh, you talked about the connection with uh, keeping business spending uh, under control. So where what is the connection there and how does that work? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Software One just did a survey of I think more than six hundred CIOs. It's a CIO Pulse survey, and the main takeaway from that is that IT leaders. You know, they're being told to cut costs yet improve everything. And I think pressure is the best word that you mentioned. They're really being told do more with less. And there's enormous pressure um, from a you know, macroeconomic standpoint, business standpoint, and um, what's being asked from a regulatory standpoint even to, again, do more with less. And I think both ITAM and ITOM, and especially working together, are very well positioned to do this. So again, ITAM being... Uh, making sure every dollar is spent that uh, optimally um, and deliberately is well into that, as well as it's providing visibility into the organization's IT estate. A lot of what ITOM and other functions are aligned upon is inventory data and data. And that's what ITS management's you know, foundational to, is ensuring we know where all of these servers are, where all of these workstations are, all the software that's installed on them. Without that complete and holistic inventory, uh, many other functions fall apart and are, again, are really dependent on that data. Um, and where I think, you know, but ITAM, it really shouldn't live in a, in a vacuum. You know, it can provide value doing its own thing, but where we see it really changing from a discipline that, yes, can save a practice a million dollars a year, whatever licensing costs, to truly being a strategic driver for the business and proactively engaging in the IT decision-making um, is when it is engaging and partnering with other groups. Again, ITOM, procurement, FinOps, IT sustainability, security, and IT platform architecture teams. And again, one way it does that is by, it has the underlying data that all these organizations are reliant upon, but also it can drive insights into, again, the financial costs for some of these IT decisions being made. Now, often a performance decision is being made that is sort of neglecting some of the underlying uh, you know, licensing and other hardware costs behind it. Mm-hmm. So it's really helping IT decision makers look at it from a financial standpoint, again, beyond just the technological standpoint that they're used to working in. And where ITOM comes into this is that it's easy for me as an ITAM expert to say, hey, you've got the SQL server running. Uh, it would be, you could save $100,000 if you actually migrated to this other host and then change some of the uh, vMotion rules on it. Um, but again, very easy for me to make that in a vacuum. But the first question an enterprise architect is going to ask or someone is going to say, well, one, <laughs> what applications and services is that supporting? Uh, who owns the server? Who owns the application? You know, we got to look at the broader picture. We can't look at it in isolation. Nothing is isolated anymore. And ITOM, a lot, what the, one of the main things that they work on is service mappings. So they're actually looking at all of the dependencies uh, between these applications, these servers, the ownership, um, so that you can really look at that holistically and have all those answers to be able to have that um, 
bigger, higher level conversation, a more knowledgeable conversation to say, okay, we can or can't do it for these reasons because of all of this interconnectedness with, with everything else within IT. Good. Yeah, I wanted to, to maybe take a step back and look at, at the root of, of this problem and where this came from, because you know, years ago when, when everything was on premise and, and organizations were, you know, flush with cash and, and, you know, it was the roaring time of, of IT, uh, people just spent on whatever they needed and they weren't considering, does this align with my business priorities or, you know, is my budget being blown? It almost seemed like they had unlimited budgets. So it, it seems to me like this just became a topic of high awareness uh, from the pandemic uh, and people starting to work from home and organizations now having to buy a lot more infrastructure to accommodate that. So is that kind of what you've seen uh, as well in terms of what the, the root of the, of the problem of, of the spending that had gotten so far out of hand? Yes, I, I, I think this problem has always existed to some extent, but certainly COVID exacerbated it, right? The no longer did we, <laughs> the utmost concern was the business cannot be interrupted and everyone's lives and businesses were interrupted because of COVID, the work from home all of a sudden. So yeah, extraordinary means were taken to ensure IT was up and running and able to accommodate these uni this unique circumstance. And again, with cash being cheap, um, you know, a lot of money was spent, but wasn't, uh, was done so hastily. Um, a lot of people, individuals moved to the cloud without really doing a full you know, analysis uh, and planning for that, or, or they rolled out these laptops to everyone and this new software without really considering all the license implications. And again, we were all in survival mode then to make sure our businesses were running smoothly. Can't really fault anyone too much for that because, you know, <laughs> but now that we are in this period of, we need to, you know, make sure, show some constraint and make sure that we're spending wisely and justifying every dollar spent. Um, that's what these practices are really were built around, have been doing for decades and are being best practice for. So in terms of asset management, is that an individual role? Is there a team of, of people who are looking at this sort of thing? Is it like some business people, some IT engineers? Uh, you know, how is that uh, managed internally? It's interesting to me because uh, I've seen ITAM roll up through so many different parts of the business. It's sort of ridiculous. Like I've seen it report to the CFO, the CIO, CTO, procurement, IT, um, actually just straight up finance, not even in IT. Like it's really odd sometimes where it develops with an organization because it's really just who sees the need and and. But it can be successful almost anywhere, I think. It really just needs to have some of the key priorities around, um, you know, executive support, governance, technology. It really has, it's a holistic program that has to be addressed. You know, it can, it can crop, creep up anywhere. Often individuals fall into this discipline and then are stuck saying, oh my goodness, there's an entire industry that I didn't know existed and all of a sudden I'm responsible for. And so that's where, where we've come in with Software One is we're able to run part of their programs for them and or just help them build or mature their their programs because there's again it is a multidisciplinary problem that requires a multidisciplinary solution if you're just looking at it from a tooling standpoint you're going to fail if you're just looking at it from a governance standpoint or process standpoint it really takes um, all of those components to make an itam practice successful mm -hmm. right 
And uh, in terms of uh, the operations management aspect of it, uh, how does that come into play with this? Yeah, I, I think ITOM is interesting, especially because it's developed so differently throughout organizations. So some, again, like depending on what organization you're working in right today, ITOM can be doing a lot of different things and can also, if it came out of ITSM or ITSM came out of it or however it developed, um, determines a lot of the activities that they're doing. But it's certainly gotten far more recognition today. And I think you know there's a clear need for it and distinction between it and ITSM, these other disciplines that, yes, we need to focus on the automation and operational standpoints of, of our IT infrastructure discreetly. We can't do that as part of ITSM. We really need to look at it again so we can look at it through not only the lens of ITSM, but the lens of everything we do within IT. So maybe in just the last minute or so that we have, uh, tell me a little bit about Software One, uh, you know, when it started, uh, you know, how it got to where it is. Sure. So Software One historically has been a software reseller. It operates in 90 countries today with over 10,000 employees. But today, instead of just being a software reseller, half our business is IT services, especially transformation services. We're helping clients modernize, again, their applications, their, help them move workloads to the cloud and do that proper planning to make sure that they're looking at all of the options in place um, and we're able to do so from a you know, vendor neutral standpoint. Um, and again, if you think about our background as a reseller where we transacted all of these licenses and software, that's really where we saw the need um, that our clients had to help manage this, all this again, software spend. And that's where our IT asset management practice was born out of, is seeing that need and, and being able to help them with it really end to end. All right. So this is Trent Allgood, Regional Vice President of ITAM at Software One. Thanks so much for your time today. Hey, thank you, David. Yeah, and uh, thanks to our listeners for tuning in as always. I'm Dave Rubenstein, Editor-in-Chief of IT Ops Times. So long for now.